The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with our host, Percy McRae. Pastor Percy McRae is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I want you to stay tuned for a very, very special conversation today. Percy, you're smiling because you know what's ahead today. Listen, we're going to have so much fun with today's interview with a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lady. Yeah. Yeah, this is one not to be missed. So we'll get to that in just a few moments. But welcome, everyone. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast so that you receive notification automatically that it's available. I know many of you don't miss an episode every week of this yes, program. So yes. thank you for doing that. Absolutely. We're grateful, and we want to continue to build that audience, continue to let people know about the availability, and continue to sign up and subscribe to receive this on a regular basis. All right. The key words today, God's got it. God's got it. It's going to be a catchphrase. I think we're going to see this on some T-shirts and on some ball hat caps. This is You're going to love today's program. We'll, 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 uh, we'll race each other to the patent office for that one, won't we? <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right. Hey, before we get into our, our, our very special guest here today, let's talk about a resource that we want to make available to our listeners. It's called Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. Cancer patients have emotional needs, obviously. But again, when we talk about... Uh, the dynamic of being a cancer patient, the, the emotional needs of patients becomes heightened and in some cases becomes more complex. And so we created a document that would empower and equip people to be able to try to respond to the emotional needs of patients and some things that you should be keyed into and understanding and sensitive to around their emotional needs. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's fear, but there's also other emotions that come up. Depression uh, often comes to the person who, who has received that news. Absolutely. Depression is can be a very huge dynamic. And again, I think that we, we finally have gotten to a point within our culture that when we hear the word depression, we don't think so negatively about the term. You know, as one of our previous interviewees told us, depression is just anything that can throw you off course of what normally is going well for you, that causes you to have to restructure your thoughts and your feelings about a situation and disrupts you, there can, that can become a type of depression. That certainly is true for cancer patients when they're told that they have cancer and some of the challenges that they're facing. So we need to help people to work through and work uh, beyond uh, some initial states of depression. And you are helping by providing this resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. This is not just for the, the cancer patient. This, this is for the caregivers too. Absolutely. Remember that this is a partnership. The patient and the caregiver are both uh, tied together and they both need to be supported accordingly. All right. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this toll-free number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let me point out that's four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I know many of you have found us there already. 
Shall we go to the scriptures to open here today? Our spiritual nugget, my friend, the foundation in which we're going to shape this conversation around today is found in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 11, 12, and 13. And it reads as follows, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I'm in, whatever state I'm in, says the Apostle Paul, to be content. Verse 12, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13 is our operative verse, and he says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's learned how in whatever state of being that he's in, that he can he can abound and he can move forward because he's learned that in all things, he can be strengthened through the power of Christ that works within him. Well, let's listen now and learn together as Percy, who was on the road recently. I believe this is Philadelphia, right, where this was recorded? This is in the city of brotherly love. All yes, right. sir. You sat down and met a very, very special person. I'm here today with Lynette Lester, who is a, a current cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, treating for a Hodgkin's lymphoma and doing well and progressing. And as she does so, she decided to spend some time with us at Health, Hope, and Inspiration to tell her story. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. Good. It's good to see you. It's good to have you. Let's talk a little bit about your journey as a cancer patient, now almost five years out. Where were you? And and more importantly, what was going on in your mind or in your heart when you first was told that you had cancer? When I was first told that I had cancer, I was frightened, overwhelmed, because my husband had passed with cancer. Okay, that's understandable. And he just, hearing the words, just he just gave up. In two months, he was gone. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, my family just fell apart. Yeah. They thought the same thing was going to happen to me. And I said, no, that won't be happening. And I said, you know what I say? This is, this is uh, me. I always get up in the morning. I say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. It's a great affirmation. And, and I mean, I said, cancer's got to catch me running. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to let it destroy me like it did him. So a couple of things. I heard a couple of things. and Thank you. Thank you today. First thing I heard is that uh, there was a patient that I formerly tr- uh, supported who treated for cancer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. She was a strong advocate, loved her dearly. And one of the things that she used to say all the time that I remember, she said, cancer is the only word that when you hear it, when it's being directed to you in bold, loud letters in your head, that it just it just dominates your consciousness in a way that you've never thought about. So you when you when you shared the fact that when you first heard that what ran through your body, and then in relationship to the fact that obviously your husband also had experienced a cancer journey and passed away, it right. that was a lot to hear. The second thing, the second thing that then you were able to transition into this idea, this concept. And the reason why I said thank you twice, uh, I've been preaching a long time now. And, you know, I'm becoming a a casualty of time that I I have forgotten about some things that I've preached many years ago. 
And one of the things I used to preach all the time to cancer patients at our worship services is uh, don't let cancer catch you sitting still. It's got to catch you while you're in motion. That's right. And so you reminded me of that powerful school of thought today. And so let me set the stage. In, in many of our horror movies, not that I'm a horror movie fan, the depiction of the, of the horror genre is that when people are overcome with fear and fright, that they just stand there and let Jason or one of these crazy characters do crazy things to them, and they, they never run. And I'm from an environment that, you know, if nothing else, when you were afraid, you just started running. Mm -hmm. And what I heard you say and what I've always attempted to associate with, with uh, inspiring cancer patients is even if you're afraid and overwhelmed, you can still at least run as fast as you can. Right. And, let, and cancer's got to catch you in motion, That's but right. you're not just going to stand there and just let it pounce upon you. Right. So let's play with that school of thought. You said, and you made up in your mind, despite what happened with your husband, despite how you felt initially, that cancer had to catch you in motion, had to That's get you right. from behind. <laughs> what were some of the um, first and foremost clinical things that you did? What type of treatment did you participate I in? I had uh, chemo. Okay. For I had 20 rounds of chemo okay. for two years. Okay. And then I had radiation. Okay. I've had a couple of flare-ups. Okay, okay. But um, they're monitoring me. So with that being said, you've had, you've had quite a bit of chemotherapy and radiation over the years. And uh, we know that there are challenges that, that can potentially come with radiation, chemotherapy, etc., you went through your clinical process. You're being monitored now, and it sounds like things are progressing well for you. I asked you the question before we got on air, you know, about being a woman or a person of faith, and you almost leaped out of your chair. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about the. I want to know about how does your faith work in your life, and how did you utilize it in your cancer journey? It keeps me praying. Um, I'm a Christian, okay, and so I am inspired to every aspect of my life. I try to keep God in it, uh, no matter what I'm doing. Sure, I mean it can be going to a movies or whatever, but you just know that God is there. I love going out in the open, and I love flowers and trees okay. and walking, and God is there. And and that's the way I run my life. Okay. I have a funny story to tell. Okay, please, share it. One thing about a blood cancer is sometimes you can't move around like you want to move around, mm -hmm. but... Since I can do all things through Christ, I mean, I get up in the morning literally and say, I'm going here, I'm going there, yes. because my mind tells me I can do this. I have to do something structured every day. That makes sense. I can see that. Uh, some days I go to the senior center. Mm -hmm. Some days I say, hmm, I'm going to take a drive. Okay. So I called up one of my caregivers. And I say, I'm going to take a drive today. And she says, oh, really, Nana? They call me Nana. Okay. All right, Nana. Okay, Nana. Where are we going? I said, I'm going to Peddler's Village. She says, mm-hmm. I love Peddler's Village. Mm -hmm. It's 
beautiful country out there. Mm-hmm. I love to walk amongst the flowers. I said, I'm going to walk the whole village. Okay. She says, okay. So I went to her house to pick her up. When I got there, my sister was there. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you doing here? She says, I invited myself along. Uh. Can I go? So I said, okay. And I got out the car, and I'm going to do all this walking, and I'm just enjoying myself. We get up the first hill, mm-hmm. and as I'm walking, <laughs> my steps are getting slower okay. and slower. And I saw a look pass between the two of them. Yes. I realized then, it took all that for me to realize why my sister was there. She was there because they knew I wouldn't be able to walk the whole distance by myself. Okay. So my caregiver had someone to conversate with. Well, it's important, a couple of things that you (laughs) stated, that, that if I can breathe a synopsis into that particular story is the fact that, number one, Uh, I say it all the time, no cancer patient has had a successful battle with cancer without having good support, people around them, loving them and supporting them. So that's kind of what I hear with respect to that. But I want to go back to a previous point that you said that your faith and God as a Christian is in the middle. You You incorporate God in the middle of everything that you are and that you do. And there's an old song. Uh, that I believe is entitled that, you know, Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Yes. And yes. when I hear your energy, your vibrance, when I listen and look at you, uh, what 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 is emoting from you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You are declaring that you can do all things through Christ. But Jesus is the center of your joy. Yes. Even if and when you may be taking shorter, slower steps you are still in the game and you're still moving. Let's yeah. talk about the movement of staying in the game. You you know, you 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 made reference to being a senior and uh, spending time with seniors. Um, and yet you still are full of life and energy. What is motivating and prodding you to continue to live life to its fullest in spite of all that you've been through? Well, he's got it. I mean, God's got me. So, I mean, what's going to happen to me? Well, I mean, that's a great question. Regardless as to what goes on in my life, he's there. Yes, yes. So, there are no worries. And so, therefore, that allows you to be strengthened and to have joy. Uh, You know, this is the day that the Lord has made. made. And what are we going to do? Rejoice and be glad glad there. Yeah. So you've progressed along, you're, you're moving along, and you're soon to be, uh, I believe you've just gone through a Celebrate Life ceremony at the Philadelphia Hospital. Right. Um, you're still under observation. What does it mean for you now five years later after being told that, that you had cancer and that day that you were overwhelmed, you were reminded of the fact that your husband had cancer and passed away, and then you made a decision that you were going to move forward and make God be the center of everything. Here you are five years later. You may not be moving as quickly. You may not move and go as far. That's true. But you're still moving. <laughs> That's right. What does it mean to still be able to do that five years later after being told that you had cancer? It's a great feeling because 
you're only given three score and ten. And I've surpassed that, so I'm without telling my age. Okay, without, is. yeah, and we won't without, say anything without either. telling. That's right. That's going to be between us. <laughs> without telling my age, that that makes me feel good. I, I feel on the plus side. So you feel like you're 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 playing with house money at this point. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. For someone yes. who may be listening right now to the show, who mm-hmm. may be a senior. Mm-hmm. who may have been diagnosed with cancer, who may have had a loved one, a spouse, mm-hmm. who has had cancer and passed away, and now it's their turn. What would you say to that person right now around being encouraged for themselves? Keep moving, have hope, and just keep believing in your faith, believing that the Lord's got it, and that's what's important. And so along with that, I would imagine also make sure you follow your doctor's care plan. Oh, yes. And, and do yes, all the things that you need oh, to do. Yes, I do. I get up in the morning and I make a smoothie. I am careful to include a vegetable, mostly spinach, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, apples. I put all this stuff in the blender as long as I eat healthy. Yeah, try to take care of yourself nutritionally. Obviously, you're going out on walks, so you're encouraging exercise and physical fitness. But basically, get in the game and stay in the game and trust God will be with you all the way. That's right. And don't, don't think I don't have moments when I feel down. When I feel down, I take my clay. I'm a ceramist. Okay. I take my clay, I pound that clay, <laughs> the clay gets it. Okay. Then when I decide to shape it, I shape it into whatever I want to shape it into. And it takes relieves all frust- frustrations, anxieties. Well, praise God. So you have an outlet and you utilize yes. that outlet. And what I and what I'm thinking of uh, with the closing minutes that we have here, even with regard to uh, being one who works with clay is that we're like a piece of clay in the hands of God. He's oh, the well, potter, that's true. you know, and he's he's molding us and shaping us. And and you utilize that analogy to also exercise your sense of frustration and motivation with regard to molding and shaping clay. Right. Lastly, and most importantly, what's next for you? What what do you anticipate doing next? What do you want to do now? What's on your schedule? Well, I said I was going to take a trip. Now, when I take trips, I will say, I'm going to Atlanta. Okay. Oh, I'm going to Savannah. Okay. And they'll say, uh, when are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. So I tell them when I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to Chicago. And in each place, those children will say, uh, Mom, are you sure mm-hmm. you're up to coming? Oh, yes. Well, Mom... Bring one of your caregivers with you. That's all I ask. So that's what I want to do for the remainder of the time. Keep traveling. Okay. Keep visiting my children and grandchildren and other areas. Okay. Today, this has been Lynette Lester, who is now going on uh, five years uh, treating for Hodgkin's lymphoma at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia. And a one who has basically said that God or Jesus is the center of her joy. 
keep chopping the wood and get on the next plane, train, <laughs> or bus and go to your destination. I'm sure that everyone will be glad to see you. God bless you, dear. Thank you. <laughs> and how can you be the same after listening to that dear woman? She's precious. She was sincere. She was authentic. And she truly just set the stage to say, listen, at the end of the day, you know, God's got me. And as a result of him having me, he's got this and he's yeah. got it. <laughs> God's got it. That's why we titled the program today. God's got it because it came right from Lynette. Absolutely. She she helped us to really understand and how to focus around uh, working through, again, the challenges of sickness and disease and cancer in her particular case. Of course, she shared the fact that she had a husband who had cancer and who had passed away from cancer mm-hmm. and that she made a decision. She simply said she decided that she was not going to allow that experience with her husband to dictate what her experience with cancer would be. And she simply made a decision at that moment. Yeah, I want to talk more about that in just a moment. But let me uh, remind our listeners that we have this resource, which we want to put into your hands. And we can do that easily when you go to our website. It's called Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. Percy put this together. And this is for you if you are on a cancer journey yourself or if you're a caregiver, just to come to grips with and understand the emotional ups and downs of cancer patients. It's a download. So, Percy, that means it's free of charge. And there is there is no limit on how many of these you can download and print out. No, not at all. It's free and you can download as many as you choose or email copies of them because once you download them, then you can just email the actual document. That, that's an excellent idea. All right. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for the free download, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. Again, that number, I'll give you time to write that down. It's 866-712-HOPE, 712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Lynette told us today to stay in motion, yeah. and uh, and you re- you understood that thought quite well. I really did, because I, I've learned, again, uh, I've never had cancer. I've never been a cancer patient, and no one even close to me has ever had cancer. But over the years of supporting cancer patients, one of the things that became very clear to me is that I saw a very distinct difference, Wayne, of of response and reaction, by and large, by people who made a mental decision to stay active and engaged while being a cancer patient versus those who various reasons got stuck and they yeah. and they mentally, emotionally, just sort physically, of gave up. And they gave up and yeah. just basically didn't have any uh, resolve of being in motion. And so I, I used to preach uh, a sermon all the time that talked about 
and and stated the fact that you know don't let cancer catch you sitting still it's got to it's got to catch you from behind <laughs> while you're in motion while you're moving and so she reinforced and brought that thought up and said simply that she had made the decision that cancer had to catch her while she was in motion right she wasn't stopping and then she gave us a great story of uh going out into nature and a nature park and uh she decides she's going to take this great robust walk one day and uh, a couple of her caregivers decided they go along with her and she wasn't really sure why they wanted to go and she realized as she was going they knew best yeah that yeah <laughs> that she couldn't walk quite as far or quite as fast but the point of the exercise was that she was walking she was moving mm-hmm. she mentally emotionally physically and spiritually has made a decision that she was going to continue to stay in motion now whatever cancer would or would not do it had to do that in that context. Yeah. There is a philosophy and a school of thought that we want to encourage people that at the end of the day, whatever it is or isn't going on in your life with regard to sickness and disease, you're staying in motion. You're not you're not out of the game. You're still in the game. And she reinforced that school of thought. Yeah. And I like the fact that uh, she was honest about those emotions. She said, I, I don't want you to feel like I never have a down day. She says, I do. Yeah. She initially admitted that. And I think that this, because I I think that there are phases and levels to the process of, of being a cancer patient. And again, I think this is a very important uh, principle for people to understand that there, that you don't just do this one gigantic leap when you're told that you have cancer. It's done in phases and stages. And the first phase, in many cases, for most, is that in her case, she says she was frightened and she was overwhelmed. Uh, I think that part and partial, that is typically true for many people. They have to work through that initial you know, the, 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 the gut check of being told that you have cancer and some people are frightened, some people are overwhelmed, some people are angry. But there's an initial reaction that happens that you need a little time to work through, but that doesn't necessarily uh, dis, uh, distinguish where you're going to end up. So she said she started out in a place of being uh, frightened and overwhelmed, but then she decided that she was going to kick in the gear and say, listen, I'm going to get into motion. I'm going to stay engaged. And then the other thing that she said is that she made the decision that she placed God in the center of everything in her life and everything in her world. God's got it. God's got it. So she talked about how basically uh, when she did that, she made a conscious decision that God's got it because he's got me and he's got this situation. So she kicked into a completely different uh, disposition that allowed her to basically say, hey, I'm going on walks. Then she talked about how she, you know, she's traveling. She's going to see her kids in Atlanta and uh, Savannah and she's going to Chicago. In other words, I am in motion. I am staying in motion and I'm going to continue into motion in motion because God is in the center of my life and he's got this and he's got me and he's got this situation. Well, thanks for bringing this uh, wonderful guest to us here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Yeah, she was awesome. She was awesome. There's something else I want our listeners to know about. I'll come back to you in a moment for a a wrap-up here, uh, Percy. But according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will have cancer during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. That's why we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. 
So if you're a pastor or a leader of your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page where you can sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. And I'm really excited about this and hope that our listeners will check this out. Once again, the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap this up here today. I'd love to go back and listen to Lynette again. Actually, our listeners can do that anytime by just clicking on the podcast here on the website. And that's the beauty of being able to subscribe to the shows. You have them uh, forever. You can listen to them at your leisure. You can listen to part or all of them. So again, please download, subscribe, and you have ownership of when, where, and how, and to what extent you can listen to any particular show. Let's go back to the scripture to wrap up. Well, let's close strong. And again, Lynette, really, she said it all with regard to what this scripture is saying. Philippians 4, our spiritual nugget, verses 11, 12 and 13. Not that I speak in regard to need, says the Apostle Paul, for I have learned in whatever state that I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13 is the operative verse and Lynette continued to resonate and say this over and over. I can do all things, praise God, through Christ who strengthens me. Today, stay in motion, keep in motion, and whatever is chasing you, it's got to catch you from behind, but you're not going to stand still and wait for it to pounce upon you. God's got it. Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Thank you, Percy. See you next time. Bless you, brother. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.